The Kabbalion A Study of the Hermetic Philosophy of Ancient Egypt and Greece by Three Initiates This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Algy Pug The Lips of Wisdom Are Closed Except to the Ears of Understanding Published by the Yogi Publication Society Masonic Temple, Chicago, Illinois, 1912 Dedication to Hermes Trismegistus Known by the ancient Egyptians as the Great Great and Master of Masters, this little volume of Hermetic Teachings is reverently dedicated. The Kabbalion Introduction We take great pleasure in presenting to the attention of students and investigators of the secret doctrines this little work based upon the world-old Hermetic Teachings. There has been so little written upon this subject, notwithstanding the countless references to the teachings in the many works upon occultism, that the many earnest searches after the arcane truths will doubtless welcome the appearance of this present volume. The purpose of this work is not the enunciation of any special philosophy or doctrine, but rather is to give to the students a statement of the truth that will serve to reconcile the many bits of occult knowledge that they may have acquired, but which are apparently opposed to each other, and which often serve to discourage and disgust the beginner in the study. Our intent is not to erect a new temple of knowledge, but rather to place in the hands of the student a master key with which he may open the many inner doors in the temple of mystery through the main portals he has already entered. There is no portion of the occult teachings possessed by the world which have been so closely guarded as the fragments of the hermetic teachings which have come down to us over the tens of centuries which have elapsed since the lifetime of its great founder Hermes Trismegistus, the scribe of the gods, who dwelt in old Egypt in the days when the present race of men was in its infancy. Contemporary with Abraham, and, if the legends be true, an instructor of that venerable sage Hermes was, and is, the great central son of occultism, whose rays have served to illumine the countless teachings which have been promulgated since his time. All the fundamental and basic teachings embedded in the esoteric teachings of every race may be traced back to Hermes. Even the most ancient teachings of India undoubtedly have their roots in the original Hermetic teachings. From the land of the Ganges, many advanced occultists wandered to the land of Egypt, and sat at the feet of the Master. From him they obtained the Master Key, which explained and reconciled their divergent views, and thus the secret doctrine was firmly established. From other lands also came the learned ones, all of whom regarded Hermes as the Master of Masters, and his influence was so great that in spite of the many wanderings from the path on the part of the centuries of teachers in these different lands, there may still be found a certain basic resemblance and correspondence which underlies the many and often quite divergent theories entertained and taught by the occultists of these different lands today. The student of comparative religions will be able to perceive the influence of the hermetic teachings in every religion worthy of the name now known to man, whether it be a dead religion or one in full vigour in our own times. There is always certain correspondence in spite of the contradictory features, and the Hermetic teachings act as the great reconciler. The life work of Hermes seems to have been in the direction of planting the great seed truth, 
which has grown and blossomed in so many strange forms, rather than to establish a school of philosophy which would dominate the world's thought. But, nevertheless, the original truths taught by him have been kept intact in their original purity by a few men in each age, who, refusing great numbers of half-developed students and followers, followed the hermetic custom and reserved their truth for the few who are ready to comprehend and master it. From lip to ear the truth has been handed down among the few. There have always been a few initiates in each generation, in the various lands of the earth, who kept alive the sacred flame of the hermetic teachings, and such have always been willing to use their lamps to relight the lesser lamps of the outside world, when the light of truth grew dim, and clouded by reason of neglect, and when the wicks became clogged with foreign matter. There were always a few to tend faithfully the altar of the truth, upon which was kept alight the perpetual lamp of wisdom. These men devoted their lives to the labour of love, which the poet has so well stated in his lines. Oh, let not the flame die out, cherished age after age in its dark cavern, in its holy temples cherished, fed by pure ministers of love, let not the flame die out. These men have never sought popular approval, nor numbers of followers. They are indifferent to these things, for they know how few there are in each generation who are ready for the truth or who would recognize it if it were presented to them. They reserve the strong meat for men, while others furnish the milk for babes. They reserve their pearls of wisdom for the few elect, who recognize their value, and who wear them in their crowns, instead of casting them before the materialistic vulgar swine, who would trample them in the mud, and mix them with their disgusting mental food. But still these men have never forgotten or overlooked the original teachings of Hermes regarding the passing on of the words of truth to those ready to receive it, which teaching is stated in the Kabbalion as follows. Where fall the footsteps of the Master, the ears of those ready for his teaching open wide. And again, when the ears of the student are ready to hear, then cometh the lips to fill them with wisdom but their customary attitude has always been strictly in accordance with the other hermetic aphorism, also in the Kabbalion. The lips of wisdom are closed, except to the ears of understanding. There are those who have criticized this attitude of the hermetists, and who have claimed that they did not manifest the proper spirit in their policy of seclusion and reticence. But a moment's glance back over the pages of history will show the wisdom of the masters, who knew the folly of attempting to teach to the world that which it was neither willing nor ready to receive. The Hermetists have never sought to be martyrs, and have instead sat silently aside with a pitying smile on their closed lips, while the heathen raged noisily about them, in their customary amusement of putting to death and torture the honest but misguided enthusiasts, who imagined that they could force upon a race of barbarians the truth capable of being understood only by the elect who had advanced along the path. And the spirit of persecution has not as yet died out in the land. There are certain hermetic teachings which, if publicly promulgated, would bring down upon the teachers a great cry of scorn and revilement from the multitude, who would again raise the cry of, Crucify! Crucify! In this little work we have endeavoured to give you an idea of the fundamental teachings of the Kabbalion, striving to give you the working principles, leaving you to apply them yourselves, rather than attempting to work out the teaching in detail. If you are a true student, you will be able to work out and apply these principles. 
If not, then you must develop yourself into one, for otherwise the Hermetic teachings will be as words, words, words to you. The Three Initiates End of Introduction to the Kabbalion